by putting this out there and offering up recovery coaching, that's the first step for a lot of individuals that don't know the system. They don't know where to go. They, cause we don't live in that life. I didn't have a clue what to do. I didn't have a clue. Nor was I really sure I had a problem. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fucking sneaky how it sneaks up on you. Like, Absolutely. It how go, the fuck did yeah, I get here? How did I get here? Wanting to die. Is there anyone out there? From Darkness to Life contains the real stories of individuals who found their way out of the darkness caused by mental health challenges and substance abuse. If these stories resonate with you and you or someone you love need help and don't know where to turn, Our Collective Journey is here for you. Please reach out when you're ready to ourcollectivejourney.ca or on Facebook at Our Collective Journey. Hey, welcome back to another Our Collective Journey podcast. My name is Poncho, hanging out with, uh, well, some of the original crew. Rick, nice to see you. Ryan, nice to see you. Amber, nice to see all of you. How, uh, how are we doing? How are we really doing? I know this is uh, a lot of the times how we like to start podcasts. Who, wow. wants, who wants to go first? I am awesome. I am living my best life right now why is that why well uh everything's good we've uh we got a big announcement um the government of alberta and actually we had the minister in here last week um made a big announcement to mental health and addiction they're supporting our collective journey with a eight hundred and twenty five thousand dollar grant to cover all of our operations for the next three years and uh yeah, it's just been spectacular. And then we've got uh, this Rise Up Balloon <clears throat> Festival coming, our gala coming, and then we kind of last minute uh, railroaded Ryan into getting married. So there's there's a lot of shit there on is. the go right there now. I want to I want to give you a, a, a huge all of you a huge pat on the back. I mean, you think of where our collective journey started. What not even two years ago now? Yeah, a year and, and a half. And look how far. It has come. I, I mean, look at what you have done for our city, for our province, yeah. and now for our country. I, I mean, you know, you got some of, uh, you got a lot of people taking notice. And no wonder you're doing good. No wonder you're doing great. And you're getting married, Ryan? I am. Yeah. Well, this is nice. Totally. So it hasn't, uh, it's not a complete surprise. We were planning on getting married this year at some point, probably in the fall or something. But yeah, we thought, well, this seems like an amazing time to get married since we're going to have a a structure that's unique to the city and we're going to pay for a wedding after the gala and just kind of float out of the weekend. So you're doing good as, you're doing oh, great as well. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Things are great. The little guy's good. Uh, fiance's amazing. Family's good. Talk to my other boys. Things are good. Things are really good, man. You know, and this is awesome because, I mean, we've all had those down times, right? But when you have those up times, I think you appreciate it that much more because we've been on the other side of the coin. Absolutely. Amber, how are you? I'm as equally as excited and happy as everybody else. Yeah, it's really great news. It actually brought brought tears to my eyes. I haven't been part of this organization for a very long time, but it was incredible to to understand that, like, people actually heard what what this organization was doing and, and seeing the value in it because mm-hmm. there is a ton of value. Yeah. So, you know, other than me, you know, wrecking my car week over week, <laughs> as I had right, this discussion right. with, uh, right. hang on, I'm hang pretty on. Let's, good. Let's, let's back up here. Let's, let's talk about the, the wrecked car. What happened yes. there? Yes. Well, let's talk. Oh, about so that. everybody knows except yeah, yeah. me. Oh, this All is right. so embarrassing. So embarrassing. Oh, okay. Now you really got to tell me. Yeah. Where do we start? So like probably in like a month, Six weeks. I, for one, I backed, well, okay, so I was going to the gym first. Let's start with the gym, and I wasn't paying attention, and I didn't let the garage door go up and ask so I, I'm going to, I'm going to just stop you real quick here, right? This is a fairly new car. It's less than six months old, yeah. That comes with a backup camera and reverse sensors. Yeah. Now, now you can continue. Now I can continue. So I, yeah, I hit my garage door, scratched the glass. Luckily, it didn't break, didn't wreck the garage door. Then I forgot my sister parked behind me on my driveway and I told her to park there and then I backed into her because I forgot she was there. And yes, I I evidently didn't see or hear the backup cameras come when I hit her. Then my daughter got rear-ended in my car, which didn't do enough damage, so I still had to claim my mess. And then I looked at my car today and said, wow, somebody hit me. I was like, what the hell, man? Like, this car is jinx. Somebody hit me from behind. But then I sent it to my husband who says, "Uh, why does that look like the garage door came down on the back of the car? (laughs) 
Because <laughs> it did. It probably did. Now, is that also when, so you backed out through the garage door and directly into your daughter's car? Or was My that sister's a different, car. Your sister, or was that a different occasion? Yeah, all separate occasions. Ah, all right. Yeah. It's been a rough ah, go. I love it. <laughs> and like the parts for my car are in. So luckily, like I didn't go get my car fixed and then destroy it again. So garage. I've never been this bad with a car, you guys. It's it's like ridiculous. So do you think it's jink? Do you want to get rid of it now? Are you going to hang on to oh, it? Oh, no. It's a hundred bucks is this car is like a dent bucket by the time I'm done with it because it just seems like it's... It's got bad luck. That's, that's a beautiful story. And, yet, and you know what? And yet, Amber, here you are laughing and you're smiling and you're still looking at the, the positive side of things. I don't know what they are in this case in terms of... It, uh, it's life. I, what do you, you do? Yeah. What yeah. do you do? It is. Man, it's nice to see everybody again. Nice to... It's nice to see you. And, well, yeah. I mean, I guess I'm doing as well. You know, sometimes you take your health for granted until you're not healthy. Yeah. You know, so I, I couldn't believe it. One week after mask restrictions come off, I get COVID-19 and I was like down and out. Down, I was this close to going to emergency. Wow. Um, and then the kidneys are still hurting. The hips hurt, the legs hurt, the back hurt, all of it hurt. Yeah. Well, and then Ryan said this morning that you got your manhood stuck in your zipper and had to go to the yeah. doctor. <laughs> no, 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 no. That was... <laughs> Number one, this is why jeans should not be made with zippers. We got to bring back the button fly, if not Velcro. Track pants. That, the tearaway pants. It's a track pants world. It is. No, so I got I got the gout, if you can believe it. I got old man's disease. Uh, so oh, that's man. why I'm walking around with uh, one sketcher on my left foot and one slipper on my right foot. I've been I didn't even notice. It's, uh, you know, well, it's because I have to take my pants off. Yeah, which, that threw me off. Get through a lot of people. Thank off. goodness we don't YouTube this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's after hours. Anyone want yeah. after dark when Poncho takes his pants off? Yes. Yeah, that's a separate episode. I love that. I love that everybody is doing good. Yeah. Um, How are you doing? Yeah. Well, aside well, you from always, the, you always forget to talk about you. How are I, you doing? Well, no. Aside from the gout, and aside from the uh, Rona. And aside from my uh, property taxes going up, and aside from realizing that my car isn't as good on gas as I thought it would with the price of gas, all of that aside, I'm doing really good. I'm probably like a solid 8.3 out of 11 right now, you know? And the moment I walk through this door, you can't help but smile, you know? And again, I think everybody can relate to it. You hang out with negative people, you're going to have a negative mindset. You hang out with positive people, you're going to have that positive attitude. And I was good when I got here, and I'm doing a lot better now. And I got a full tank of gas in the car, so I, so that's also a huge bonus. Cost you 80 bucks, probably. Oh, and a tiny little car, too. Oh, yeah, real, it did. Real. It did. It's <clears throat> painful. But you know what? I was also thinking about that. And from, a, you know, you're trying to find the, the good in everything uh, from an environmental point of view. I mean, ultimately, do you think there's going to be less vehicles on the road because more people can't afford to drive? You know, is this going to be, you know, and if you do take road trips, are the highways going to be a little uh, yeah. more empty? <clears throat> So I don't know. Anyway, those are my thoughts. That's how I'm doing. So thanks for asking. All right. What else does everybody want to talk about? Because normally I come in here somewhat unprepared. I came in here totally unprepared. I was, nice. I was more concerned about my one slipper and my Velcro no pants, apparently. So I got a question. Yeah. Rick and Ryan, did you ever think that in this short of a time you would ever see... Yeah. An $825,000 grant come your way when you started? Well, I think we had hopes. <laughs> Not in this quick a time. Yeah. I think, yeah. you know, we, the business model that I had kind of dreamt up, we're, we're like pushing year 10 of our 10 year plan. Wow. And we're in year one and a half. So, yeah. um, it's come a lot quicker than I thought. Um, it's one of those things though, like, you know, we're, we all know that there's unfortunately the demand for support, right? And that's, it is unfortunate, but there, there, you know, there's no shortage of people struggling. Yeah. So to be there to provide them with a maybe alternative option for mm -hmm. um, what, what recovery can look like and a solution mm -hmm. that might work for them. Um, I, you know, I, I, 
there's obviously an appetite for it. So yeah. I didn't think, you know, as shitty as it is to say like the product, I, there, there wasn't there, there, the marketability of the product. Sorry, I'm being a business guy, but um, <laughs> the marketability of the product was there. I just didn't know that the financial support and nor really. And what goes even more to say that is the recognition of what we're trying to yeah. do. Um, I didn't think that it would get legs and people would take notice. I thought it was going to be kind of a quiet underground thing. Yeah. Really. Well, and I know when we first talked a year and a half ago or a little more than that now, that's kind of what our goal was, right? We didn't want to be the face of anything. We just wanted to help people. We talked about that right from day one. And it was only like a year ago, we sat in a parking lot at Northlands Co-op, window to window in our vehicles. We had no office. We had nothing, right? We were just helping people. And the phones weren't ringing for a week or so, and nobody was really messaging. And we both were like, what the fuck are we even doing? Is this making a difference at all? And you know, and we bounced that idea back and forth. And within 24 hours, two people reached out and we're like, okay, yes, this is making a difference. And like Rick said, we, we, uh, weren't sure about the buy-in. Like we knew what we were doing was working because it worked for so many people that we know and it worked for us. And we really knew and had a vision and a purpose that we had a direction. Our collective journey has really shined the light on something that has become and has become increasingly important. That is of mental health. And you have definitely got a lot of people taking up and taking notice. And in this case, the government. So I think to have such, I guess, such support, it's almost like OCJ was fast tracked for this. And, you know, so, I mean, everybody is starting to recognize how serious mental health and the issues associated with it are, whether it's anxiety or depression or addiction, Yeah, you know, uh, take your pick, you know, so, and how did, so how did this come about? The, the grant funding? Yeah. Uh, a year and a half of talking with the government, really. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I remember the first time that, we, uh, I remember the first time that I had somebody from the minister's office call me and I was sitting in my truck out in a parking lot here. We were, helping another agency relocate their office and uh and my phone rang and this guy starts talking just asking a whole bunch of questions and, and like very poignant questions right and so i'm like enter I'm not entertaining them but i'm like answer answering them as best i can and then eventually he tells me who it is and it's one of the ministers and i was like oh shit and at first i'm like no way like how'd you get my number <laughs> yeah right off. i'm like this is a joke um how'd you get my number? Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, and then he's like, he was really impressed, I guess. Well, I guess. And, uh, you know, he ended the call with, okay, I'm going to get some people from my office to follow up with you. Um, and honestly, I didn't really, it was kind of like, I went back to these guys and I was like, Hey, guess who I just got off the phone with. And I think even when I told them, they were like, bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, then, you know, is to my shock, they did, um, they did reach out and they did continue the conversation and they, um, they advised us that, you know, they, they liked what we were doing, the path that we were on, um, the message that we were, we were sending out and they advised us to, um, they forwarded us a grant application that was in, in the works and they, you know, said, why don't you guys try applying for this? And we did, and we were, we were successful in that. And that was, um, that was last year and that kind of got us over the hump of mm -hmm. year one, really trying to establish this, our organization. Cause it, you know, it as much as our heart leads us, it's, it still costs money. Right. And, uh, yeah. you know, these podcasts, they cost money. Like the, the rent, our phones, like the, you know, there, there's bills associated with it. And I remember the first like shit, we were each into it for like four or five grand out mm -hmm. of our pocket before we really got any support. Mm -hmm. Right. Which I didn't really mind, but at the same time, like I got kids that got to go yeah. to school. I'm draining my savings. Sure. Sure. Trying sure. To our spouses, baby, were starting to mind. Panic a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. And then it, you know, the relationship just grew and now we, we chat with, uh, people out of the ministry a couple times a week, probably sometimes. Mm -hmm. And what's really shocking to me is like with this, um, you know, without skipping too far ahead, the event that we've got coming up here in April where Ryan and I have been invited to speak at, uh, a national recovery summit, which is crazy, crazy considering who the other presenters are, um, yeah, we, we got the list of presenters and the list of speakers and it's all like doctors. Well, it's mostly just doctors, right? Yeah. Some like chiefs of police and that. Yeah. All professionals. All professionals, right? And uh, they asked us for a list of all the material that we'd be referencing because it is very official. 
And uh, I'm like, I don't know. We're like Ryan came up with some of the material that we use. And uh, we started looking at these other doctors and stuff that are listing their reference material. And it's like textbooks that they wrote <laughs> is the reference right. material that they're referencing. And I'm like, how mm -hmm. the shit are we for sure here? When all a lot of the inspirational people that I've researched and, and we've based a lot of this on that we're referencing our stuff on are going to be speakers at that convention as well. So and, we're going to get to meet you know, And they want to listen to what you have to say as you pull out your notes on a crumpled napkin, right? Yeah. After that we, they that we made at the Flames game the night before. <laughs> <laughs> so this is nothing short of miraculous. So you've achieved something that you were thinking long-term girls, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years ahead. So now what? So now that you've done such amazing things in such a short time, what's the plan now? What's, what does our collective journey do now? <laughs> well, it's funny you mentioned that, uh, because we've had a lot of programming that we've, it's not like we've just been sitting back on our asses doing nothing for the last year and a half, right? We've been doing what we're doing, boots on the ground, like we always say, and helping anyone who reaches yeah. out. But behind the scenes, we've been, you know, collaborating with professionals like we've been doing since day one, getting to this place where when we do actually become sustainable and a, and a real thing where we have a sign hanging on the wall and same thing, when individuals reach out, we're not the subject matter experts. We never pretend to be on certain topics, right? If it's like Rick says, alcohol, women, and drugs, that's us, right? But if yeah. it's something else. So we, we continuously build that collaboration and relationships in the community so that uh, we can get people where they need to be. <clears throat> One of the other things is we've always been developing programming in the background. We've never wanted to do groups because I know for myself what, you know, a lot of people coming into recovery at the start have social anxiety, have different mental health issues mm, that, that yeah. keep them out of groups. So we found real early that one-to-one -one support works miraculously. And there's all these other support groups already being done in the community. So when they're ready for groups, we're going to help them find the right group that they're fit. There's no sense us doubling up on services and stepping on people's toes and all these other things, right? So that's the other piece with, you know, this big, wonderful chunk of funding for the next three years. We're going to really ramp up our recovery coach program and start pumping through the, we're going to vet the process and start pumping people through that recovery coach training out of White Rock with Orca and uh, really start uh being ready to meet the demand because it's there. We have people like I've been busy all week with people reaching out, looking for support or looking for support for a loved one. And our, our capacity is almost full at this point. Right. I never want to reach that point. So no, we're going to no. wrap it up. You said something really interesting is that, you know, part of this funding is, is going to help support people one-on-one. -on -one. And Amber, mm -hmm. I could see that you were nodding your head in, you know, in, in big agreement. So, um, when you were coping with everything in your life, was that something incredibly important? Was it easier to speak with an individual as it was to walking into a room and seeing a whole bunch of people? Yeah, I think, one, I think the lived experience brings people ease, for sure. And then I think just that one-on-one -on -one gives them the ability to be open and you build that trust from a one-on-one. -on -one. There, I've found like a lot of the people I worked with in this last week, it's been really busy, but there's, there's a high volume of social anxiety where, mm -hmm. you know, they're not ready to go to a meeting. They can barely get to a therapist, barely get outside. So having that one-on-one -on -one interaction is, is huge just to building some trust with them and then kind of bridging them off into society because as far as programs. Yeah. Because as far as I know, I, I, I don't hear about a lot of one-on-one -on -one individual support. You know, mm -hmm. you always hear about these mass, these group meetings and I get it. I mean, a lot of organizations, including the government are limited in terms of what they can do. So I, so this is what part of this funding is going to go towards. Yeah. When do you think you're going to have everything? Uh, I, I know you guys already got everything, you know, up and running. When do you plan on having everything in place? Well, today like yeah. you know yeah. it's really it's it's really not that you know there there are some more things that we've got in the works that are coming um there are some relationships that we built with other ministries and other agencies and other government organizations that are yet to come but as far as the day-to-day -day, um you know recovery recovery support and recovery coaching um that's that's whole that's never going to change yeah. right and i think that's something that's really important <clears throat> to each one of us you know, whether it's one of the founders or whether it's Amber who kind of came, came into the organization a little later or even you, right. Um, 
we never want to lose sight of, you know, boots on the ground and one-on-one, like, you know, so my title is executive director, right? That doesn't mean I'm not taking a call at 2.30 a.m. and getting somebody where they got to go and showing up at somebody's house and taking somebody to the hospital. Like, you know, we, um, we're there, we're, we're there and that's, that's what this whole thing's about. It's not, uh. How many times have we played rock, paper, scissor at the hospital with, you know, supporting somebody who's staying COVID rules. They're only allowed one support in. So there's Rick and I rock, paper, scissor. Who's going to sit in the truck while the other person supports someone in emergency room. Right. Yeah. And, and that's, (laughs) that's boots on the ground. Well, yeah. And that's, it's, it's funny because it's true. Like as soon as we get to the door, we know it, right. That screener lady, we look at her and we're like, okay, rock, paper, scissors. And he's finally figured out I'm an idiot. And I always go with scissors. Yeah. (laughs) I got this down. Yeah. I got this down. I always go with scissors. Always. So does that mean you stay in the truck? Usually. Okay. All right. Why don't you try rock every once in a no. while? He used to do a lot of rock. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he ended up here. <laughs> and to be able to laugh about, you know, where we've come from. That's a huge part of uh, as well. And I love sure. how, and I've heard it before uh, among the OCJ crew, uh, boots on the ground, meaning that you always, you, you never forget about what this is all about, because sure. sometimes it is very easy to get lost up in the paperwork and, and, and the whole deal of it. And we've seen it time and time and time again. And I think that's why the system has failed so many people for so long. Yeah. And I think that's one of the reasons we're really cautious about rolling out new programming, right? Totally. Is, is, uh, I don't want to roll out, you know, as the, as the founder, as one of the founders, <coughs> the executive director, the um, I don't ever want to find us in a spot that, you know, we're so committed to new programming that we forget where we came from. Yeah, yeah. And so I also want to make sure that we have the capacity to always be able, like first and foremost is, do we have the capacity to answer the call at two in the morning? Yeah. Right. And, and anything that we can do beyond that is beyond that. But first and foremost, our, our focus is on people and helping people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I just wanted to touch, cause like, Throughout this week, too, I've noticed, you know, that there is a need for more recovery coaches, too, because, like, I might be a good fit for somebody in the female space, but they might have other issues that I really don't, I can't, I don't have the capacity to help in, or I maybe don't have that lived experience to support. And and I've noticed over the week that there's, you know, a need for more females to join, too, yeah. with different experience. And, yeah, I think. There's a lot more people sure. I could come on to support for sure. But you are a recovery coach now. Yeah. You know, that, that's something that you did because you did want to make a difference and you yeah. have, and you will continue to make a difference. Mm-hmm. It's been quite amazing. Uh, the recovery coach program right now that we have, and Rick and I laugh about this because it's kind of what we've been doing since day one. We just didn't know what we were doing. We didn't yeah. have a title to hang on it and we didn't have an acronym or whatever. Right. But now that we've found the individuals who trained us, out on the West coast. And now we have a tangible program that we can go out and we, you know, they, that's what the government is backing this recovery coach program. And we have something that we can really take to the public and take to different people and say, this is actually what we do in a concise, easy, understandable paragraph. Right. And uh, it's been amazing since that announcement on Friday, because I've had two therapists in town reach out to find out more about what a recovery coach is. And now that they recognize that we're not here to, we're not counselors. Um, that's not a role of a recovery coach. They're not a 12 step or a support group sponsor. They're supplement complementary to all these things. Right. So they're trying to figure out how can recovery coaches benefit the clients that they're working with. So we're getting, starting to get referrals from different therapists in town too. Once they recognize that we're not here to steal their jobs. Absolutely not. That's their expertise. You're just here to help, you, yeah. know, you know, to put the pieces together, if you and will, it, to fill the void, if you will. Don't uh, so let's talk about that. I know we've talked a lot about being a recovery coach. What does being a recovery coach mean? Crickets. She's supporting people on their journey into recovery. For sure. And not necessarily mapping out what I think is the best mm-hmm. road to recovery for you. I'm not here to tell you what you need to do. I'm here to help you figure out what your path looks like. You need to listen first. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's, listening. you know, and that's been a, a big issue. I mean, looking at the past, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, how many people that are struggling are told what to do? <clears throat> Nobody wants to be told what to do. No, ever. For sure not. And I mean, and it doesn't work. But I mean, when you, when you listen, you know, when you do have empathy, when you can sympathize because you've all lived it. Yeah. You know, people open up. 
And I think like the vast majority of the sessions that I've had with clients at the end of the, at the end of the session, they're like, Oh, thanks. You, you helped me so much. And I'm like, man, I didn't do shit. Like yeah. you talk, you came to the conclusion that you already had. Yeah. Like I'm just here to help you get there. It's so true, but it was right? your, yeah. it's, it's your plan. You came up with it based on what you need. You yeah. recognize what you needed. You came up with a plan on how to get there. I'm just helping you kind of get that out for right? sure. Just providing that support that, yeah, that totally. so many people want. That yeah, so many as, people as need. opposed to walking into, you know, somebody and going, okay, here's my problem. And they're like, okay, step one is this step two. Well, I shouldn't say steps that kind of, <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, they, they have a process, right? Sure. It's like, well, if that's, if this is what you're suffering from, do this and then do this and then do this and then do this. Well, I know firsthand as an addict and alcoholic, nobody tells me what to do. Fuck them. <laughs> that's yeah, exactly I what that's, I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. And really that's your, that's your first reaction. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We get very defensive. So it's, it's a very unique approach when it's like, well, what do you think? Right. And, and it's, it's amazing how consistently people solve their own problems. Yeah. <clears throat> so I like to tell people, and I mentioned it to a young guy who was in the office not long ago and, he walked in so dazed and confused and had no idea of direction. And when he left, he had a direction for that day, that week. And he thanked me. And I said, like, dude, you walked in here with all those goals. We just needed to find them. You came up with everything. Like Rick said, everything on your own came from your mouth. We just needed to find, you know, shine the flashlights in the dark corners and find those things that you didn't think were possible and break them down. That must be a pretty amazing feeling yeah. when you see the look in their eyes going, holy shit. That was my idea. Yeah. I, I do know what I need to do. For sure. You know, I, I, and a lot of times we just need some encouragement. We just need some positivity in our life. For sure. Going, yeah, fucking right. You can do this. Yeah. It's a great plan. Who knows you better than yourself than you do. And I mean, you know what's going to work for you. And you know, at the bare minimum, you, you, you know what's not going to work for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? I think you nailed it there with fucking rights you can do this right it's that motivation piece because i know being an, an addictions counselor in my professional life that's a lot of the pieces a counselor or a therapist will work on as well right goal setting and smart goals and all those things but for us to be that that catalyst or that uh complementary piece to counseling that's that motivation piece right keep people motivated and build that self-motivation build that autonomy that they're going to go to their counseling. They're going to tackle these goals with their counselor. They're going to dig into some therapy, some trauma stuff, whatever it looks like. And that's another piece to recovery coaching is the the whole recovery capital model that they teach there. And, and, and I mean, anybody can Google that and find it online to see what it is, but that's a one big piece that we utilize lots is building somebody's recovery capital. So it's almost like a bank account. So if we start looking at different areas of someone's life, their social, mm -hmm. their environment, mm -hmm. their physical, and if they're running a deficit, in any of those areas and they're running a huge surplus in another one, we want to try to balance that sheet, right? So we're going to help them find this on their own with a little bit of guidance and then start making goals around that. So they can start bringing up this side and not so much on this side because they're already running a huge surplus over there. That's a great analogy. Yeah. I like that. I'd love to say I came up with it, but nope. I learned <laughs> it all through our friend, Brian. <laughs> well, and I think what other really interesting thing with the approach of recovery coaching is, um, there, there comes a different level of accountability mm -hmm. when it's self-accountability because I set these goals. I said I was going to do this. It's not like, you know, me telling somebody, okay, you need to go to this meeting. You need to go to this therapist. You need to make this appointment. You need to start eating better. It's going to fail. It's, they're going to be like, fuck you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But when, and, and not to say that they won't still fail when they're setting goals for themselves yeah. at all, but it's, it's a little harder to blame somebody else or to play the victim when it's like, I set that goal for me. Mm -hmm. I said that was attainable because it was, I made, and that's kind of where the smart goals come in. Right. Like yeah. is, is I, cause I've had lots of, well, I've had clients too, that I'm, you know, they'll set a goal of, well, I'm going to get fit. And I'm like, okay, well, what does that actually mean? What are the steps you're going to take to get there? How do we attain that? What is the definition of that? Right. And so, um, when you start breaking stuff down and people start making like little baby mm. steps towards goals to make them the big goal attainable, it, uh, it, it really is hard to blame somebody else or to, it just stings a little more when you don't attain your own goals, right? Yeah. When you yeah. set them. So it's like, okay, shit, if I do, it really makes you go, 
do I want this? Yeah. Right. And that's the biggest thing is that conceding to, okay, I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to drive this truck. I'm going to take control and, and I'm going to do what I need to do. Yeah. And that's something that's been very integral of our collective journey. And something else is, is that we're seeing a lot more recovery coaches with, with OCJ army. Mm -hmm. I mean, think about where you were a year and a half ago. How many recovery coaches? Zero. Zero. How (laughs) many does OCJ have now? Four. Four. Yeah. Yeah. And we hope to, with our partnership and with our collaboration with the fellows that we know and the organization we know, we're hoping to ramp it up to at least 10, I think, here in the next little while. You remember that shampoo commercial? Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to happen. You know, I was just going to say that shampoo commercial where they tell two people and they tell two people and so on and so on and so on. And that's what I I see our collective journey doing. I I guess, to use the cliche, paying it forward. Mm -hmm. And and I think what's cool about our approach too is like we're we're actively seeking diversification yeah right and it's because really early we recognize you know me ryan and damien standing there we're the same same dude same build same tattoo same story for the most part right yeah Yeah. and it's like okay well we certainly can relate and speak to a certain demographic but we're missing the vast majority of people so you know much like amber was saying even with her being the female even within that demographic there's still divisions that she can't i still there's a need for more for sure right and and it just speaks to that that demo like we 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 really need diversification so that we can do our best to provide support to everybody did you realize amber how bad the need was until you became a recovery coach and, and started talking with you know females and going wow we need to do a lot more here i don't think Yes and no. I think there's a part of me that was like, didn't realize it until I joined this group. And then it seems like now that there's, there's a lot of things that we did on social media or with the media. And after like some of those things came out, it, then I realized how big of a a need there was, but then too, yeah, like I meet people and then, you know, they give you to their friends and friends. There's a, there's a real big issue here. I find in medicine hat. For sure. And I think the minister really nailed it last week and Dr. Nathaniel Day when they were talking about how they're rolling out their virtual opioid prevention or, uh, yeah, their program. Yeah, their dependency a, program. There's a few acronyms that oh came Oh my gosh, that. the acronyms drive me crazy. But anyway, they talked about the statistics that they have gathered from Alberta is that 70% of the overdoses that have happened in this province happen in a home. It's not somebody out on the street. It's, you know, people like us. Right. People that have careers or have jobs or have family or have these things, the necessities of life. And that just reaffirms what we started talking about when we first, you know, what can we do differently at OCJ? It's that's Rick's story. That's my story. Like we had homes, we had things like that. Right. So it's not, you know, the 30% that OCJ focuses on. It's the 70% of the people that are struggling at home in silence and, and, by putting this out there and offering up recovery coaching, that's the first step for a lot of individuals that don't know the system. They don't know where to go. They, cause we don't live in that life. I didn't have a clue what to do. I didn't have a clue. Nor was I really sure I had a problem. Yeah. Right. I, well, it, that's kind of bullshit, right? By the end of it, I knew, oh, yeah. but it, it's, it's, it's fucking sneaky how it sneaks up on you. Like, Absolutely. It go, how the fuck did yeah. I get here? How did I get here? Yeah. How yeah. did I get to sitting in this bathroom by myself at 2.30 in the morning, ripping lines? Yeah, like, wanting to die. Yeah. I. Uh, you're right. You don't realize what kind of mess you get yourself into. I was, I was uh, homeless. Um, not long, but I was homeless for a few months and I was living in a a, a car. It wasn't even my car. There, there was no gas in it. I couldn't drive it anywhere. I was in Northern BC living behind a gas station. Yeah. You know, you had, I had absolutely no money cause I blew it all on booze and all on cocaine for sure. Because that's what you do. Damn yeah. it. It was, it was about having fun. Yeah. Wow. Wasn't that fun sleeping in the backseat of an 84 Bonneville, stealing gas station sandwiches and bathing in a river. No. Yeah. Right. I, I, nobody wants to lead that life. I mean, nobody and everybody's been there. If you've ever struggled, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. At least be classy and live in a van down by the river. Well, I mean, if they're <laughs> classy, that's still one of the best SNL skits of all time. I've really thought about that until now. Yeah. I guess I was living that life for 
so for good. a little while. Well, you know? look, look how that ended for him, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it, it's kind of sad, really. Um, do we want to talk about what else is happening with OCG? I know there was mention of a, sure. of a gala coming up. Yeah. Is that where we want to go or do we want yeah. to talk about something else? Well, let's talk about, let's talk about the whole shebang, the, the okay. balloon festival, the okay. gala that's coming Big up. weekend, yeah. And I know we plan on having an episode with, uh, with our partners, with Cooley Balloon, with Willie and Cindy to come in and talk more about the, the specifics about the festival, okay. because that's kind of his wheelhouse and I'm dying to hear how a hot air balloon works. I got the picture in my mind, but to hear it from a pilot will be amazing. But yeah, so the balloon festival, May 26th to the 29th is going to be something that this community and myself included has never seen before. It's going to be amazing. I think we have 16 balloons coming down from across wow. the country. And uh, I think there's five flights planned and a blow galoon on the Saturday night. Rick's lined a, up. A what? A blow. Galoon? Galoon. <laughs> now, how much, how much for a ticket? Just a sec, Poncho. I'm still thinking about this. Yeah, back up. A wow. Globe. A balloon glow. There you go. Hey. <laughs> Excellent. I still like the idea of a blow galoon. I mean, yeah, that would be fun I'm too. Coin that. Willie, is there such a thing? There's a balloon meister. Can we have a blow galoon? But I mean, you think about it. You think of all of these blow galoons right up, up in the sky. I mean, that is going to bring a lot of awareness. Do you know how many people, even if you don't know what's going on, do you know how many people are going to see that and go, hey, what is that all about? And that's all it's going to take to start a conversation, yeah. won't it? Absolutely. Yeah. So the balloon glow. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's amazing. I'm glad I'm not the only one who does shit like that. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, is happening Saturday night down in Echodale Park. So at right around dusk, I believe, nine o'clock, somewhere in there, eight o'clock. And that's not till May. Did you give it the date? Yeah, May 20. That'll be the 28th. May 28th. Yeah. So they're going to tether all the balloons to the ground and just light them up at dusk and have the wow. public down there and wow. you can come and see what it looks like. You to, walk around amongst them. Yeah. Maybe. I'm so excited for the kids to, oh. like, I feel like the kids in the city are going to be pumped. Well, with to see them. Just coming out of COVID too, right? Yeah. Where we've been isolated for two years. What an amazing opportunity to come and get together in community. Yeah. And have some re- normalcy back. Yeah. And there's been nothing, nothing like this in Medicine Hat no. as far as I know. No. no. Never. Well, just Willie flying solo for the last year and a half up so, in the sky. Yeah. But now he's invited, believe it or not, he's got 15 friends. <laughs> he's got way more than we do. So where did this idea come from? I got to give credit to Willie. It was his idea. He had a... Well, Rick, maybe you can speak to this. Yeah, I uh, there was a, a virtual meeting for a community vibrancy grant with the City of Medicine Hat. I was in that meeting to represent OCJ, and uh, I had, and Willie was in there trying to get some support for this balloon festival. And after kind of listening to Willie talk, I'm like, man, that sounds wicked. Like, yeah. And so um, I kind of threw my support behind them and, and didn't think anything else of it. And then it was... I don't even know. It doesn't seem like that long ago. Six weeks ago, yeah. maybe. Uh, Willie reached out to us and he's like, yeah, so we're doing this. We've got this balloon glow. Um, we'd like to, or balloon festival, not mm-hmm. just the glow. Not the glue. Not the I was going to say the glue. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> First um, annual galoon festival. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he, he gets a hold of, well, Ryan, and he's like, this is, we're, we're going ahead with this and we'd like to partner with a local nonprofit and see if we can, Raise a little bit of money, but he's like, more than anything, we don't know what the fuck we're doing. Sorry. Um, to, That's what he said. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I don't mean to throw you under the bus, Willie, but. Um, he did. <laughs> so he, he came and he's like, yeah, can you guys help out with some of the organization and some of the logistics? And and uh, so we were like, yeah, absolutely. And and ironically, it was about a week before that um, at OCJ, we had talked about our getting our first planning meeting together for our, our first um gala event and and uh i've i was kind of a little cringy about the mm-hmm. whole gala thing personally because i'm like man they're we've i've been to many of them in town they're you know not to shit on anybody's gala by any means but um they're all it's it's usually the same crowd and it's same yeah. old, same you, know, old. You, you, yeah. you can't be too different with a gala right just the yeah. nature of the event and um you know switch up the theme or whatever but they're they're pretty consistently what they are and so then this all kind of came together and I'm like, wait a minute, man, this would be pretty cool. And then the more we started talking, we're like, well, what if we did a gala at the balloon and like, it just kind of snowballed. snowballed big time. Right. And now it's to a point that, um, 
you know, we're really, you know, for anybody local, we're really trying to create almost a spectrum type festival atmosphere. So that Saturday when we, uh, the night of the galoon blow, um, <laughs> we're going to have all of the food trucks down there that we can get. Um, Dunmore dugout is coming out. They've committed to come out with all their bouncy castles and climbing wow. walls and stuff for the kids. And we're going to have, um, Rogers media between the two radio stations are going to be on location, providing some, um, you know, some acoustics and entertainment. And, mm -hmm. uh, I think it's going to be huge. I mean, you know, who knows with an inaugural event, what, uh, what it's going to be, but just looking at how this is blown up on social media. And I mean, we, we sold out all of the sponsorships for the balloons in, less than two weeks yeah. our yeah. gala sold out in less than two weeks I think 10 days yeah um so i mean there's it's it's crazy right you're I mean, setting a lot of precedent well because i mean galas don't sell out in 10 days yeah they just don't yeah well and i think that speaks to the uniqueness of it yes. people want to be part of this and and rick and i talked about this a year ago and the gala idea got brought up and one of the things we always talk about at OCJ is not stepping on toes and not wanting to steal anything from anyone else or, yeah. you know, dip into anyone's pot. And we're like, we, if we do a gala someday, we didn't think it'd be this year, but it better be really unique. And what is that piece that's going to make it stand out differently? Right. So yeah. Enter the rigid Echodale. Yeah. <laughs> and 16 hot air balloons. Yeah. It's going to be beautiful. And this is the weekend of May 26th? Is that correct? Yeah, so the weekend after May long. So all the events, the flights start on the Thursday. The 26th that evening, yeah. And uh, so Thursday evening, and I'm sorry, Willie, you can, when we get on here, you can probably. Um, yeah. Well, I got the schedule pretty much memorized now. Yeah, okay. Looking after the social media. So Friday morning, there's another flight. All the balloons will take off. Friday night, there's a flight. Friday night is our gala event at the top of the ridge looking over Echodale. Yeah. Saturday morning, there's a flight. Saturday evening, there's the balloon blow down in the park, <laughs> the balloon glow. And then Sunday morning is the final flight <clears throat> and the and the breakfast for the pilots and stuff. And then they'll probably disperse and head back home Saturday or Sunday afternoon. But <clears throat> there is an opening ceremony on Thursday night at the hotel. And that's mostly going to be for media and corporate sponsors and stuff. And it's going to be a wild event, but yeah, our gala is the Friday night and, uh, it's under an events tent on the Ridge at Echodale in the parking lot up there. We're going to be looking out over the, all the balloons and they're going to, uh, we got some cool surprises lined up for that night, but the biggest one that sets us apart is the balloons, right? So they're going to, they're going to rise up at some point and everyone who's attending the gala is going to be able to watch these balloons right in front of them, rise up out of the valley and take off either I, overhead or which, over the river. Or which whatever. ties into the name of the event, the Rise Up Hot Absolutely. Air Balloon Festival, right. which I think the name just kind of speaks to, um, and it was, it was kind of crazy. Willie came up, uh, Willie and um, Deanna from TAG came up with the- London Marketing. L sorry, London Marketing. Um, came up with the, the, the name of the event. And then based off that, I think Willie kind of went, wait a minute, that kind of ties into- OCJ, right? Sure. Rise up. And so it all complemented each other really well. It all came together like damn near everything that happens with OCJ really organically, right? We try not, you know, when you're asking us about planning and what's coming, like, I don't know, man, whatever the next thing that comes up, yeah. it, we just kind of try to <clears throat> respond. And I don't know if you're looking for a theme song, but there's a song called Rise Up by the Parachute Club. I get it. A parachute isn't a balloon, but I mean, there's there's some kind of connection in there somewhere. I think Dave already sent me the link to it, and uh, I think Rob was looking into the licensing ah, for it. I thought I had an original idea. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, that's good. Yeah, it's going to be a beautiful event. To the best of my knowledge, too, we have a run that's yeah. going to be organized, a free run for the community, too. I don't know if it's going to be 5K, 10K, yeah, or whatever that's going to look like. Willie's looked into and kind of lining that up for a 5k kind of fun run, I think for yeah. the Saturday free for families, which would be nice. And then I think they were going to try to, uh, do something with the new track kind of that goes the out mountain the bike, bike trail. Mountain there. Mountain trail yeah, yeah. I think they're trying to get for the sure. mountain bike club involved in that. Maybe that's a good time to plug that out there. Cause I know Willie has watched, a f he said, this is kind of his inspiration was this film that he watched at the Banff film festival of a, of a mountain bike club that were, had their GoPros on and following hot air balloons and GoPro as they them were launching, while they were yeah. riding. Wow. Yeah. So with all the tracks that are across the river in Red Cliff and then the one that's down at Echodale now, and if anybody's out there and wants to slap their GoPros on and start mountain biking and take some of that video. That'd be awesome. It would be amazing. Hit us up or tag it and let's, 
Let's see what happens. Yeah, there's with that. there's a lot of information to take in here. I, I mean, we've talked about a lot of things in such a short amount of time. Uh, is all of this up on the OCJ Facebook page? What's the best way to access this information? So we do have the event does have its own website as well as Facebook page, but yeah. you can also find links through OCJ stuff for sure. So the website is Rise Up MH for Medicine Hat. So RiseUpMH.ca. There's links off the OCJ page as well. Okay. Uh, rise up YXH is on Instagram. Rise up like that YXH right there. That's the one YXH. Yeah. And the Facebook page as well. Rise up hot air balloon festival and share the posts. We're kind of using the hashtags rise up YXH. So any pictures you have from the weekend, anybody who takes pictures, tag them and we'll repost them, whatever that looks like. Um, We've got some photographers lined up that are going to come out that weekend. We have a couple drone pilots that are going to come out, professional drone pilots. And this is not a call for drone pilots to come and fill the air with drones because that's a major safety hazard. But the two that are going to be there have agreed to come and shoot different angles of footage and whatnot. Um, What else? Yeah, our gala. I can't say enough about that. I'm so stoked for that. So it's a black tie event. Rick has gone above and beyond to line up a lot of things through Grand Rental. And, you know, it's going to have a... One of the biggest things was like, if it's a black tie event and it's out in the prairie, how are we going to do that with people wearing shoes and stuff? So there's going to be a floor installed. There's going to be some of the strings, hopefully from the college, the quartet is coming out. Yeah. We got a, a conservatory of music out at the college, I guess, is supplying some, some musicians for Oh my Musicians God. for us. It's contagious. And we're running. struggling Sorry. today. Look what I started. Um, one of the really cool things I think that we're doing is, um, on the Saturday and for our event, we're, um, we've coordinated with the sunshine trolley. Mm-hmm. So, um, for our gala, we'll be parking everybody in town just to try to clear up logistics of parking down in, at Echodale. Um, so if you're part of the gala, we'll, we'll provide you with an invitation and it'll, it'll point out where the parking and pickup location is. Sure so not- you'll be trolleyed in with the sunshine trolley and then they'll be kind of running people back and forth. So. And if you're not familiar with the sunshine trolley is all about, it is literally a trolley, you know, think of the trolleys, you know, in the streets of San Francisco, right? Yeah. It's like that, except it's on wheels. That's a cool experience in its own right. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a lot yeah, of fun. We've, uh, we've thrown a lot of creativity at this. I think, um, much like, you know, the OCJ mandate, we went into every room, every meeting and went, what are your ideas? And just started pulling from everybody, right? And yeah. nothing was too out there to start. We had people actually calling and uh, asking if they could, like, uh, I had a couple parachuters that wanted to jump out of balloons. I think you had a hand glider that wanted to launch off a balloon. <laughs> like, there's just been some crazy shit come out. And uh, I think it's pretty cool. And, yeah. and, and not to say we won't, like, it just, you know, this is year one. Let's just... Mm-hmm. Let's just get through this and, and see what we can do, um, work out some logistics and see where it grows from here. But I, uh, I personally truly see this being like a staple of the medicine hat. Yeah. Absolutely. Summer. Right. Well, and that's the thing we've had like a little over two months with Willie starting off his planning. And then once we came in about six weeks ago or something, I mean, we're putting this together in just over two months or three months. And once we get the first one under our belt, we're going to have a whole year to plan the next one. So we're visualizing for anyone who's reached out uh, inquiring about markets and vendors and all these things that's on the plate for year two we're going to try to just do this safely and have the community come out and support it and do what we can in year one and next year at one you know a whole year to plan this it's going to be a a wild event i would not be surprised if this spreads to other communities as well i i mean look at how ocj has spread across the country just in terms of guests that you've interviewed even looking at the logistics on like the analytics on the facebook site and stuff this thing already has grown like we've got us the us uk like there was 31 people following us out of the uk i think the balloon community is a pretty tight community and uh it's i really see this becoming like part of you know the tourism appeal of medicine hat and uh, I think that was one of the reasons it was so easy to get a lot of companies involved and uh, corporate sponsors, because I think everybody can see the potential of where this thing's going to grow yeah. and the uh, benefits to the community, not just our collective journey, but the, the community itself and, mm-hmm. uh, and just really becoming like an event yeah. right? that really draws people in from Mark the last who weekend knows. of May on your calendar. Cause that's yeah. the rise up annual festival from yeah. here forward. And it's an opportunity to have fun and to learn and to raise awareness. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy and some I, time with your family. And I think when the community, yes. when, when everybody sees, 
you know, we see the community. We talked with Willie about this. And when he flies his single hot air balloon around Medicine Hat, people light up. Social media yep. lights up. Yep. Pictures are everywhere. So now put 15 more in the sky with him at the same time, right? And year two, who knows what that looks like? Maybe it's 30. So start spreading this around. And like he always talks about the festival in Albuquerque, New Mexico, where there's 700 plus balloons in the sky at once. You imagine having that visual and being part of that here, even a hundred balloons would be astronomical. So, and why not? Why couldn't it happen? Absolutely. Why couldn't it, right? Why not medicine hat? And we just have such a beautiful city too, to make this happen, right? Like coming out of the coolies, like it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be beautiful to see. We we've all been to various towns and cities and medicine hat is one of the most picturesque places that I've ever had the privilege of, of uh, living in and calling home. Well, even yeah. more so just Equidale regional park, like oh, that, that yeah. place alone is kind of this hidden gem. I yeah. think that, you know, even, even living here, I forget about it. Right. But it like even driving back down there, it was a couple of days ago. I had to go meet some people down there and uh, driving down into that Valley. I'm just like, man, this is, beautiful right so cool you get the yeah. sunsets and sunrises coming off the cliffs depending on which way which yeah. you know which time it is and mm-hmm. man it's just beautiful down there with the canopy and well if you've been there you know what it looks like right and, and then not, there's you, the path that goes all the way there like yeah yeah, yeah if you're serious you could take it all the way from medicine head if you want well and now they've opened it up they've got a campground they're starting to build down yes. there so there are some campsites down there yeah um and that's actually talking with the city and and willie uh, our last meeting, right? I'm like, man, can you imagine like year two or three having a campsite down there totally. and planning a camping weekend around like you've got balloons flying over you all weekend? It would be a pretty, pretty unique camping Amazing. experience literally minutes from down. And Amber, yeah. you had a great point. It's a wonderful opportunity to do something very positive <clears throat> with your family. Yeah. Yeah. Like let's get, let's get back out and not be sheltered in our homes and afraid of COVID. Like let's get our lives back. And and with the exception of the gala, it's free. Like, no, yeah. you know, come yeah. on down to the park, right? I mean, obviously food trucks and whatnot, but, um, yeah, you know, actually it was funny. There was a post, once we announced that it was sold out, somebody popped up on one of the social medias and was trying to offer to sell their tickets to the event. Wow. And I'm like, wait, well, you know, you're doing something right. If people are scalping tickets to something <laughs> that you're not charging for, yeah. right? So, so, yeah, that's, we've made a post about that too. So anybody who's. Anybody who sees these posts or gets contacted to buy tickets to this free event, just let us know because there's no cost to attend the balloon festival. (laughs) That's how you know you're, you're right. That's how you know when you're successful when people are trying to sell tickets to something that's free. For sure. Um, It's pretty sad too, but that's just the way it goes. Like who, yeah, who scams a, a, you know, mental health and addiction awareness weekend. Yikes. Well, and that's the other piece. Someone in active addiction. (laughs) You should probably call us. You might need our help. (laughs) We've had a lot of people reach out and we've made a few posts about that too, but how do we go about purchasing flights, tickets for flights during that balloon festival? And that's something that isn't, it's not obtainable right now because of the logistics, because of the, how dependent this is on weather. Sure. So we can't sell tickets for flights, right? Because everything's might get pushed back due to the weather and eventually it's going to be a huge clusterfuck if nothing else right yeah, yeah. so there is one way to get tickets so ocj has sponsored one of the balloons ourselves and we're raffling off ten dollars a ticket you can find the links through our social media through our website and that at the end that application is going to randomly draw one ticket and it'll be a free ride for two people so that starts all the corporate sponsors and the ocj ride will be on the thursday night the first night of the festival if by chance if unfortunately the weather doesn't cooperate it's going to bump to friday morning sure if it doesn't again, it's up to Friday night. It just goes until everybody gets their ride. So, um, but the weather is going to be awesome. Yeah. It's going to be so, so great. So don't Anybody out there, like that. everyone out there start praying for calm winds. <laughs> is, uh, is there anything else that's on any of your minds? Uh, no, got a little wedding to plan for the Saturday. So we're going to take advantage of this balloon festival and we're going to get married that day. And, uh, that's super fucking cool. No right? way. I'm so that's pumped the- for you. Don't tell my husband. He'll Damn. try to marry me. <laughs> So yeah, small wow. event, small little, uh, cozy event, but yeah, we're going to take, take some opportunity to get married that weekend. All the family's going to be here anyway for the gala and the balloon festival and stuff. So we thought, why not just do it that weekend too? It was actually 
my good friend Rick here who texted me the other day and he's like, I think you're fucking crazy if you don't do this. Take advantage of Good it. Good for you. Yeah. Well, additionally, too, I think it's pretty cool that uh, friend of the show, Pastor Dave, is going to be the one marrying you. Absolutely. So He's we got, even got a buddy nice. that's doing the ceremony, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So cool. So you guys probably didn't know that, hey? No. When all the listeners now, everybody knows Alyssa. You can't say no now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. She's super pumped. She actually thought I was kidding when I said this. And I'm like, no, let's do it. Uh, Pastor Dave heads up uh, Bridge Church here in Medicine Hat, and you might have your idea of what church is. I'll tell you right now, if you've never been at Bridge Church, you have never been to a church like this before. Yeah. You know, it, I mean, it's for anybody and totally. everybody. He's got it painted now, a mural on the outside of the yeah. wall. Yeah. No perfect people. To give you nice. an idea, they yeah. have a smoke machine for their live bands. And, nice. And, and, you know, I mean, they have a light show and everything. It was pretty sick. Church has never also, been my jam. Maybe I'm going to have yeah, to go. It's, yeah, it, it was, was also yeah. a guest on season one on our show. So if anybody wants to get to know Dave a little better, rewind into season one and find him. He's an uh, amazing gentleman. We had orientation at my daughter's uh, upcoming high school, and he was there. So nice. We, yeah, That's we awesome. Had a little chat. He's always, you know, incredibly... Um, positive to speak with totally well you and know. i know i spoke to him last sunday after church and we talked about the balloon festival and he had plans him and his wife and family were going to be out of town so he apologized for not being here for the festival and when i hit him up last night instantly he's like dude i'm back for that no worries i hmm. am part of this so thanks dave um amber ryan rick thank you as as always um final thoughts on anything from everybody anybody uh, I think I would just say, you know, I'm so grateful for this support of the community. Everything that we've ruled out so far, the community is, there has not, it's actually shocked me. There's never been a moment where things weren't taken off. I talked to Rick a few times after, you know, day two of an event that we've planned and it's, it's like selling out. So it's amazing the support we get. Thanks to the ministry, to uh, the Honorable Minister Mike Ellis of Mental Health and Addiction for his support. Thanks to Michaela Fry for her support um, and just thanks to everybody and stay tuned because you just never know what's coming next. We have a lot of plans and a lot of crazy faith, a lot of crazy ideas. And uh, I think we can start rolling some of them, putting them together now. So yeah, I don't even think the OCJ crew what's, knows what's, what's coming down their way, but you know, what's going to be good. It's going to be great. It's going to be phenomenal. Well, it's going to help people. That's yeah. all we care about, right? Yes. It's not like numbers. It's not, we don't ha care how many people are in our Facebook group. We don't. We don't have a Facebook group, right? It's not about that. It's about if you need support and you need help right now and you don't know where to go, but you know you need to make change, phone us, text us, hit us up somehow. Well, we're right downtown on 2nd Street, so come to our office, do something. Amber? Yeah, I guess I'd just like to say thank you to the two of you for all the hard work that you put in. Yeah. You know, not only do you put in the hard work that's got you where you are today, you don't hide behind the company, right? You show up for people every single day. And I think that is just proof of how amazing you two are as human beings, even though you can't speak today and that's usually me. <laughs> but I do. I think you guys yeah. are wonderful. Keep up the good work. Galoon You're killing blow. it. Balloon glow. Balloon glow and what? what Galoon was, blow. Galoon blow. What? First, first, Am I backwards now? First annual. Galoon <laughs> blow. But yeah. Good. Great job. Rick, parting words? Um, this whole thing's been a pretty wild ride. It, like since we kind of from the moment we sat down for that first coffee that we talk about so often, it feels like I've been on the cusp of a wave. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it's just like momentum and momentum and momentum and I keep waiting for the crash, but it just keeps growing. Um, you know, this, this whole thing has been nothing but momentum and growth since, yeah. you know, I keep waiting for the plateau and a minute to breathe and a minute <clears throat> to catch up, but like, it just keeps going. Yeah. And, uh, the way the community supported us, the way the business community supported us with corporate sponsorships and stepping up every time we're like, hey, we got an idea and people are crawling out of the woodwork going, how can we be a part of this? How can we help you guys? Mm -hmm. um, like we're, you know, it's it's shitty. We're turning away sponsors. We've got people that are asking to sponsor balloons and we're like, sorry, we're sold out. Yeah. People trying to get tickets to the gala and we're like, sorry, we're sold out. And I mean, it's, I feel shitty, but it's a great problem it's a to great have. Thing. It's a great yeah. problem to have. And, uh. And it's, it's just been wild. So, uh, you know, again, you know, uh, Minister Ellis, huge thanks for your support. Uh, we couldn't have done it without uh, Michaela Fry, uh, the M local MLA. She's been, she's been in our corner since day one. Um, you know, and obviously I can't thank everybody cause I will absolutely forget some people, but, um, 
you know, the team here at OCJ, the team here at Plugged In Media, yep. yeah. Dave and Rob too. I mean, it's just been a pretty wild ride. And, this uh, guy right here. Yeah, our, our super host here Absolutely. that we got. I, well, I, you know what? I'm, I'm so ha- I, I, I can't stress, I can't find the words, and I talk for a living of how I feel to be a part of our collective journey. You know, I, I look at all of you, and I am filled with uh, gratitude and love and humility. It, you know, not the, the good kind of yeah, humility, absolutely. you know, to, to be humble and to be a part of this and to see me grow and to see our collective journey grow and to see all of you grow. It fills you with hope and inspiration. And I think more than ever, that's what this world needs. So thank you for doing what all of you do. My name is Poncho. This has been a uh, OCJ podcast on behalf of uh, Plugged In Media. Everybody, thank you. The end. Wow. From Darkness to Life is an Our Collective Journey podcast. These are the true stories of struggles and triumphs against addiction and mental health challenges. If these stories resonate with you and you or someone you love need help and don't know where to turn, Our Collective Journey is here for you. Please consider supporting OCJ by visiting ourcollectivejourney.ca and clicking donate. All proceeds go to supporting the health and wellness of people in our community. Hosted by members of Our Collective Journey. Produced by Rob Pape. Engineered, edited, and directed by Dave Cruikshank. From Darkness to Life is a Plugged In Media Network exclusive. Thank you for listening.